Radio Drone. It's Radio Drome episode 59, dudes. I know we're like 10 episodes early for that joke. <laughs> Beating a bad joke to the punch, right on. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know that joke was coming, so we might as well do it 10 episodes early, huh? <laughs> as you can hear, Brad and Jared are here with me. And I, I insist on episode 69, we don't talk about <laughs> That That would actually be pretty funny. <laughs> Time we're gonna talk about politics. No <laughs> porn. No porn, Brad. We're not gonna talk about porn. Absolutely not. <laughs> not on this episode. <laughs> well, okay, let's get the housekeeping stuff out of the way. And before Brad starts making the joke, all right, Brad, since you wanted to make the jokes about my ass anyway, do you want to do the Adam and Eve promo? <laughs> no, I don't have it I don't have it memorized. One of you guys has to do it. I openly admit I can't recite it. <laughs> How about you, Jared? Do you remember, since we're back to the old one now, since this is post-Valentine's Day? Oh, okay, it's post-Valentine's Day. It is? Day. Okay, oh, good. crap, I gotta get Jillian her gift. <laughs> when this airs, it's post-Valentine's Day, Brad. Oh, okay. Yeah, going to air Dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to adamandeve.com right now and use the promo code DROME, you will get 50% off one item. You will get free shipping, you will get uh, three free DVDs, and a mystery gift that we don't even know what it is. All if you go to adamandeve.com and use the promo code DROME. You got it right, Jared. Now, yes! The only, the only problem was... I forgot to hit record. <laughs> no, I, I remember to hit record. Skype dropped out when he said 50%, uh, or no, uh, free shipping, I think. So, Did it really? Yeah, but first you Skype. <laughs> so the one time Jared gets it right, Skype gimps him. Oh, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> I re- I honestly did not plan that either to you guys or the audience. I honestly didn't plan that. That was just a, one of the random <laughs> Skype dropouts. Was purely random in a good way. When we when we end this call and it gives me that feedback thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them that. It made me gimp up the promo. <laughs> and they're totally going to get that. Oh, yeah. Well, they will. They listen to all these calls, don't they? I believe so. <laughs> they have to. What, what, what do you think this is? The U.S. government? Yes. <laughs> you were saying before we started the show, you really want to talk about my ass tonight. Yes, we have to, <laughs> we have to talk about your ass because that's, that's apparently what the fans want. <laughs> they the apparently fans. want stuff in my ass. Yeah, exactly. The fans have gotten to the point to where they disagree with Josh so much that they have to anally rape him. Is it rape? <laughs> but, but is it rape if I enjoy it? <laughs> it's, well, all right then. You know, that, that's the thing. It goes... It got, some of those comments go about 50-50. Some of them, it comes across like rape. Like, I am going to teach you a lesson. And other ones, it's it's like it seems like it'd be very sensual. Yeah, I think you should take it as a compliment. Well, first... <laughs> I think we should describe actually what we're talking about. <laughs> well, because Jillian was giving me a bunch of crap over this, and she said I absolutely should take this as a compliment. It's definitely a compliment to both you and your ass. <laughs> do you have the page in front of you? No, I do not. All right, we're pulling it up. Here's what happened. What if it was the uh, hundred or the, the anniversary one, episode? Yeah, it was the one year anniversary episode. You know how there are some. This is off topic of topic, but you know how there are some people that just have to answer the phone no matter what the hell they're doing. Is that just, what Jared's Jared doing right is now? One of those people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So, in the one year anniversary episode, several comments popped up, 
and some of them seemed mad, and some of them just seemed relatively aggressive, and all of them were homoerotic. They all had to do with screwing Josh in the ass. <laughs> well, and then I do want to point out, Brad, it seems mm. like some of the people who made those comments, if you read their other comments, mm-hmm. didn't quite get that those last four clips we played were jokes. Yeah, I don't think that would have made a difference. I think no, because the, they want the guy on Facebook, but the guy on Facebook wants to rape me because of what I said about George Lucas. Yeah, but the George Lucas like the thing was a joke. That, I don't know. He seems like the kind of person to where, uh, um, regardless of, of what you said, I seriously think he wants to give you a good old thing. <laughs> 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 so uh, what surprised me is that you... I've I've got my page pulled up. Uh, pull up your uh, Facebook page. On uh, on my page, uh, a man named Big Black says, "I want to bend Josh over and give his ass such a pounding that my powerful thrust will cause my ejaculate to exit through his mouth." <laughs> Wait, so is, you want me to sound like Rush Limbaugh? Which is responded by someone's... I'm actually surprised you didn't respond to any of these. Which is responded by someone who says, I'd pay good money to see Josh's ass take a pounding. Which could mean several things. Either he just is attracted to you and wants to see you in a gay porn. Or, and it's the version that I like, they agree with you so much that they have to see you get sodomized. And see, that is something I'm proud of. I'm I'm proud of that they disagree with me that much. I really do. That they want to have sex with you? Yeah, that that part I really do find really funny. I'm still trying oh. to find the one on Facebook, so keep going while I'm looking what for it. What about this, this one? Uh, the one, Oh, by the way, that one who said who signed his big black came back again in my Guyana Cult of the Damned episode. Because that episode has the scene where the, the big black dude comes out to, right. to have sex with the, the two people. Anyway, he, he puts a comment. As uh, again, signed it as Big Black, and says, uh, "I didn't know I was in this movie. I bet he's gonna give his ass a good old pounding, <laughs> sort of like the one I'm gonna give Josh." <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not see that. <laughs> you want me to read this one? Well, you, you might have to bleep some of this one. Um, I hope Josh lets me sit on his face. That way, his beard and my ass hair can be fused together by the <laughs> from his ass and the <laughs> coming out of his mouth. I can't tell if he's angry at you or if that's just his kink. I'm, I'm thinking it's more of a kink. <laughs> but he said that you he said that you're apparently full of shit. Well, apparently he really likes being full of shit. <laughs> he wants it to be fused together with with your your lovely beard. Right. Well, here, and, and, well, and then I, I got the Facebook one. Well, here's here's the two on the two remaining ones on here that okay. say. Judging comments that look and all agree on one thing, someone really, really needs to fuck Josh in the ass. Which <laughs> I which comes down to you know what? And maybe that's true. Maybe if you took a good old pounding, maybe you would be less cynical. I don't think so. I have a f I have this weird feeling. I'd be more cynical. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I have this weird feeling it would make me more cynical. Oh well what God. if well what if <laughs> It might even make him anal. (laughs) (laughs) I might become really anal retentive then. Well, what if your ass pounding took place in the 70s, then would you like it? Maybe around 1983. Okay, okay. 70s, probably not. before 95. Yeah. There was was a response from someone who calls himself Old Hickory, 
That's because with an ass that that tight, it'd be impossible not to want to stick things in it. You know what? That's true. It is. It is very impossible for me not to not to think about that. Uh, that's why I can often be a little stuttery on this program. <laughs> You're just thinking about my magnificent ass. No. No, I'm, no, I'm just thinking about. I'm just thinking about screwing the cynic out of you. Well, well, that's <laughs> won't, won't work. That's why, that's why I gimp up the. Uh, Adam and Eve promo all the I've time. seen your ass. I'm not sticking my dick in <laughs> No! <laughs> Would you be able to find it through the hair? <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that's why I gimp up the promo code, as we, or uh, gimp up the Adam and Eve promo, is because I, I also want to <laughs> <laughs> screw the cynical out of Josh. <laughs> not going to work. What did the what did the Facebook message say? Okay, it's some guy who <laughs> named Frank Corn. Apparently, I don't know. His picture is of Edgar Allan Poe, so I don't even I know if it's a real it. dude. It says, "I hate what you said about George Lucas. I'm going to give your ass such a proper f***ing that my ass will start hurting out of sympathy pains." A proper. <laughs> and, and see, my response was, "So this is your coming out of the closet, then?" Because clearly. Men that want to have sex with men, even if it's for revenge? Guess what, guys? All you who posted comments, you're gay! But it's You're secretly proper, gay! It's a proper f***ing, though. I mean, what, well, what he, does, that, he just, does that mean it's more dignified? Or, I, I, or I, think maybe, mean... I think maybe he got offended by the people on your site who just want to do it all aggressive style, and he wants to do it right. He wants to do it properly. Right. He wants, he wants, to, do it with some, he wants to do it with some class and some dignity, damn it. Right. Unlike so he... sitting on your face and <laughs> so, so was there? Uh, is that it? Did did that thread just stop there? Or? Yeah, people stopped posting because I cause yeah, I responded to it because, and I think he responded to it too. Oh, oh, I I thought you meant the one on your page. No, no, oh. the Facebook. Yeah, the one on Facebook. It kept going. Some people were on my side. Most were on Brad's side because Brad was being a dick. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, what what are yeah? What are the other comments? Uh, I closed the page, but like yours was. I told you, Josh. People just want to f your ass. See, that's what I keep saying. He said, and I frankly agree with him. He <laughs> said, uh, "It's not gay to want to teach you a lesson." <laughs> Sticking your dick in a guy's ass. Sorry, you can rationalize it however you want. Hey, it's gay. You know what? Some people got to learn the hard way. That's you, Mister. <laughs> Scott also signed it. Oh yeah, well S S Scott, you know, he, no pun intended. He's been on my ass about that for a while. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, Scott signed it, and Scott Scott was on Frank's on Frank Corn's side. Scott said, <laughs> "Don't be a homophobe, Josh. You take your pounding like a real man." <laughs> I will. Think, it's still will, gay. It, it, it's still gay. I'm saying it's still gay. I'd take it in the ass to back up my opinions. This okay. Frank Corn guy. <laughs> wait a minute. You know what? This Frank Corn guy. Uh, he he uh, friended me too. So so yeah. I, I think he friended a few of us. Does he want to pound you in the ass? I'm not yet. He hasn't said anything. <laughs> See, Jared. Got... That's because he agrees with what you say. <laughs> <laughs> he agrees with your gimping. Yeah. <laughs> See. Okay. Okay. He, here's here's the qualifier. I will take it in the ass if it is by. A big-breasted BBW. I'm into big girls, so I'll let a big no. I'll, I'll let a big girl ram me in the ass with a sex toy from AdamandEve.com if they use the promo code Drome to get it. <laughs> Had well, to tie that back. 
Josh, I'd be careful what you say on here. We do have some pretty uh You know, these these are all anonymous. These girl these these people threatening to, to give you a proper pounding might actually be women. For Frank Corn might be a chick. Black and old hickory. Well, Big Black, I don't know. It, just because of the the comment he made on the Guyana video, I'm going to say he probably at least thinks he's a man. <laughs> at least thinks it. I'm not sure. <laughs> And you, you know what's you know what's really funny? We have an interview I'm going to play later in this episode. I bet they're, they're really not going to be want to be associated with this show after they hear the rest of the episode that they're edited into. That's right. They want someone who sticks to their opinions. Damn it! <laughs> I'm sticking to my opinion. I'm just not letting it hang out my ass. Yeah. Then see. Oh, come on, dude. Seriously, Siskel and Ebert took it in the ass. <laughs> Ebert can't even take it in the throat. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Was that too far? <laughs> all right, all right. Wow. <laughs> all right, let, let's change topics slightly. Oh, slightly. Come on. Now we're going to talk about Jared's ass. <laughs> Dude, seriously, man. <laughs> you remember a couple of weeks ago when we had all the finished translations of a bunch of movies? Yeah. Uh, of course you don't, Jared. <laughs> Well, we had friends in Poland and Sweden send us some of the translations of their movies. Mm-hmm. Some of these are way, it seems like the Finnish, we're at least trying to stay close to the actual point of some of these. In Swedish, Aliens is Alien the Return. Yeah. All right, not too bad. Let's call it Alien 2 on Earth. <laughs> alien <laughs> Resurrection is the Alien is Resurrected. All right, yeah. not too bad. Amityville Horror is... The House That God Forgot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Amityville Horror 4 is The Evil's Escape from the House That God Forgot. Well, that's a mouthful. Amityville 1992 is The House That God Forgot Again. (laughs) Oh, it's the sequel. Okay. Axe, I don't know this movie, but Axe is called Lisa Lisa. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I actually knew that because I got a copy of Axe the other day. It comes under Lisa Lisa and uh, California Axe Massacre. Black Christmas? Now get this one. Brad, do you remember the... the Christmas Story? No. (laughs) It's from the same director. Oh. (laughs) We actually did the alternate title movie, apparently, on It Came From Beyond Midnight. Silent Night, Bloody Night. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, I didn't know it was also called that. Right on. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is Outer Space Attacks. Mm Mm-hmm. James Bond, The Living Daylights is James Bond, Ice Cold Mission. It's View to a Kill, Part 2. License to Kill is Time for Vengeance. Oh, that's Living Daylights, Part 2. Jaws is The Shark. (laughs) It's called Cyclone. (laughs) Leviathan is The Avenger of the Sea. No way, I call it Robocop 4. (laughs) (laughs) Robocop 4, Underwater. Max Dugan Returns is A Lot of Dollars. (laughs) For a lot of dollars more. Mercury Rising is Code Mercury. Piranha 2 The Spawning is Piranha 2 The Flying Killers. I actually mm-hmm. knew about that one. That one's a kind of a famous alternate title for that. Yeah. Play Misty for me is The Nightmare. I, did, I used to work in radio. I did have nightmares after seeing that movie. Smokey and the Bandit is Let's Fool the Cop. No way, it's Hooper Part 2. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit 2 is Let's Fool the Cop Again. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit 3 is The Cop is Fooled. Yeah, so was the audience. Soylent Green is America Year 2022. Okay. Strange Brew. There is something weird about this beer. SCTV the movie. More or less. 
<laughs> Straw Dogs is the Crazy Gang. Mm-hmm. Superman 3 is The Steel Man Stumbles Upon a Kryptonite. Uh, Stir Crazy Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Superman 4 is Steel Man 4, The Fight for Peace. I just call that movie Nuclear Man. He's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I love his glowing hair. Suspiria is The Escape from Hell. Yeah. I love- <laughs> That's also the alternate title, like Women's Prison Massacre, or one of the Laura Gemser prison movies. Island of Dr. Moreau is the Island of Transformation. The Muppet movie is The Muppets Go to the Cinema. Okay. <laughs> they bootleg their own movie. Apparently. <laughs> they Came From Within is Gluttony. No, it's the alternate title to Thinner. Uh, the Wicker Man is Deadly Harvest. Uh-huh. And no, wait. Bees! 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 Ah! Or it's Punching a Woman in a Bear Suit. <laughs> Let's punch a woman in a bear suit. Yeah. Vertigo is a study in crime. All right, and then our our friend from one of our friends from Poland sent us. Die Hard is the glass trap. How many more are these? I only have so many more jokes I can say about right. him. <laughs> well, we're into Polish now, so the jokes oh, change. Please, this is getting redundant. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. The Die Hard movies become the glass trap movies. Fan- uh, Phantasm. You've you've got a joke here. You have to. Is killer balls. There's only one ball. Under siege is liberator. <laughs> okay. Exit wounds is dark district. Fire down below is in the sea of fire. Right, Giggy. They can call whatever I want. I call it. It is hard to kill is to win with death. Marked for death is chosen by death. <laughs> Seriously, how many more are there of these? Oh, uh, there's like another twenty. So <laughs> uh, okay, notable <laughs> ones. How about notable? Ones? I just close the window. Screw all you. Like that. <laughs> Screw that. Brad's already bitching he's out of jokes. Speaking of Seagal, um, on Netflix, they put up, like, every episode of Saturday Night Live. Okay. So I've been going back and watching a lot of those. I've been getting really, like, uh, ones in the 1970s, it's the full episode, right? Oh, right. On. It's the entire episode. Because those are on DVD it, with music clearances, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get to, so when you get to the 80s and the 90s and today... Sometimes it's either, like, the TV edit of it, or I swear, like, I clicked on the Donald Plaisance one, and it was, was like, the, <laughs> only 26 minutes. The, the Halloween um, 1981? Like, just don't. The, the one from Halloween 1981 with Fear it's as the, the musical guest? Yeah, that's the one with Fear. It's at 26 minutes, and I'm just, just, don't even bother putting it up. But anyway, yeah, the ones in the 70s, it's the entire episode, so that's really cool. But anyway, I went back and watched the uh, the Steven Seagal episode is usually considered to be one of the worst episodes. Yeah, I've I've heard I've never actually seen that I one. I want it. I thought it was very funny. D- does he just basically parody himself in most sketches or what? Well, more or less, yeah, he he pretty much is parodying himself in a lot of in a lot of these sketches. He's playing like just himself but kind of playing it for laughs. For instance, there's a, a really funny sketch where Chris Farley shows up at a family's house because he's taking the girl He's taking the girl out on a, a date, the daughter, and he shows up like acting all greaser rebel and stuff like that. Like he's got like a beer in his hand and like a cigarette and like some grease in his hair and a leather jacket. He like thinks he's all bad. Not, and it's down and they're like, oh, she, she's upstairs. Uh, why don't you uh, spend time in here with uh, with uh, my husband, her father? And it's Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> just being... Seagal. Just being Steven Seagal, like being like completely threatening without being 
like completely threatening, <laughs> but he's still like, oh, but he's still scaring the crap out of him because all he has to do is just say three words, and that'll make you crap your pants. So I I thought it was very apparently like he was insanely hard to work with. Uh, uh, th- th- that's what I read. One of the Saturday Night Live people wrote an article saying like he was one of the most difficult guests they've ever had on. Yeah, you you can actually kind of see that at the end when they're saying their goodbyes, and he says goodbye and whatnot, and he kind of turns around and shakes Chris Rock's hand, and then sort of turns around, and Chris Rock just gives this like sigh of relief. Like it's over. Um, and then Seagal, he doesn't even wait for the ending credits to finish. He he says his goodbyes and he turns around and just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Actual, I'm out of here. Yeah, the actual episode itself, I actually thought was I actually thought was pretty funny. It's funnier than any sketch I've see, ever seen Kristen Wiig in. <laughs> well, speaking of Seagal, remember that TV series we were talking about, True Justice. Yeah, yeah, I saw that uh, that someone posted that on your Facebook. That's that that's actually going to be shown on TV. The Reels channel is going to start showing it on uh, March 30th. So I'm looking forward to that, seeing them as actual episodes rather than the edited together movies that I've got from uh, Region Two releases. So th- that'll be cool. So for all the Steven Seagal fans out there, whether you're a real fan or not, Reels channel March 30th starts True Justice. <laughs> Nice. I saw the first. I saw the first one movie. I didn't see any of the others. Yeah, and I, I actually didn't think it was that bad. No, no, it's not. And yeah. I mean, it's kind of run of the mill. It's it's nothing that was Shield or Sons of Anarchy kind of groundbreaking. But oh yeah, yeah. But it, it was not bad. Yeah, I mean, he was actually he was actually doing stuff in that 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 sort of felt like old school Steven Seagal. He was a lot more charismatic in it. And, he actually, he, and his he actually, ego seemed to be in check because he let a lot of the other actors get a good amount of screen time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a, a kind of ensemble in a way. And he uh, he actually seemed like he, he, he gave a crap about what he was doing. He seemed like he was enjoying himself. I mean, on on one hand, I mean, he was doing that that thing that he kind of started doing after he went direct to video which is he talks like yeah. in the, he talks yeah. in the same I, accent I, of whoever he's acting opposite of because you saw it before I did and you told me about that so I was looking for it when I watched it and I was like oh my god Brad is totally right I mean that's that's one of the only things that kind of is like reminiscent of his his recent body of work but yeah I I relatively enjoyed it yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of them because mm-hmm. because since they all because they only edited the, all the two parters together yeah. as a movie, so they didn't release all the episodes onto DVD. Yeah. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing them all in order too. Oh sure. Hey, have either of you guys ever seen the Forty Second Street Forever DVDs? I haven't watched them, but uh, yeah, I've seen them. We have sort of a contest that we're going to do going on mm-hmm. at the end of this month. I have a set of those Forty Second Street Forever DVDs from Synapse Films. To, oh, give, to give away. Here's the thing. I'm going to make you bastards out there work for it. And no, it does not involve an ass pounding. Oh, damn it. Oh, come on. Damn it. He beat me to the punch. <laughs> I knew where your brain was going, Brad. <laughs> you must give me a proper pounding. Only if it's proper. <laughs> only, pro- only proper. Seriously. But, but so here's what you got to do. Now, remember, this is about $100 worth of DVDs. Each one of these goes for about $20, volumes 1 through 5. They're trailer mm-hmm. comps with commentaries, histories of the movies, mini documentaries, TV spots. These are really cool DVDs. 
I've got one of them downstairs. I've got the one that's got. I have. Unfortunately, I haven't watched it yet, but I've got the one that's got. It's the one that's got the Guyana trailer on it. What you right. got to do is go to AdamandEve.com. No, no, no. <laughs> order the biggest, longest <laughs> strap-on you can find. Use the promo code DROME. Only if you're a hot big girl. Only if you're a hot big girl. Here's what you got to do. I'm going to make you bastards work for it. You guys have to send me a letter. A physical letter. Not an email. You're going to have to go to the post office and mail me a letter. Yes, speed pounding. (laughs) No poundings. (laughs) You guys are going to have to mail me a letter. I'll give you my address. At the end of the month, you have to mail me a letter just explaining to me why you think you deserve this set. The funniest or the most heartfelt letter will get this $100 DVD set. Now, the only thing is I opened volumes two and three because I could hear the, the discs were a little bit loose. So I opened those to reseat the discs in there so they wouldn't get damaged. So they're all shrink-wrapped except for 2 and 3, which I had to open to protect the discs themselves. So it's $100 worth of DVDs and something like 12 hours worth of trailers and commentaries in that, all for sending a letter at the end of the month. And the reason I'm not giving out my address now, besides wanting to avoid a pounding, is... <laughs> is I don't want people to jump in early. I want everybody to have the same opportunity to enter the contest. Did you? I, I got my own contest to first person to give Josh make sweet anal love to Josh gets an autographed copy of Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> Autograph from you or from Malcolm McDowell? <laughs> uh, both, I guess. No, Actually, no, no. Uh, I only want a copy if Peter O'Toole autographs it. Uh, Peter O'Toole signs it from the grave. <laughs> that was really weird for me at that convention. I mean, I was I was flattered. I was definitely flattered, but at that convention we were at, they where, wanted to give uh, you a pounding. Oh, well, <laughs> that's no, that's normal for me. That's 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 just fine. No, when uh, I got asked to autograph a copy of Caligula, and it was at a, co- a convention that Malcolm McDowell was at. <laughs> <laughs> did they also have oh, McDowell autograph it? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Okay, and, and I got and I got footage of that on my. On my uh, convention video. In, in my head, I'm like, you do know that Caligula's actually here. <laughs> so he didn't have it autographed yet when he asked you? There was like one or two people who, there were like one or two people who didn't, and like a couple who did, who, who already did. But the, but the people who, who didn't they were also getting it autographed by Malcolm McDowell. Well, but, okay, now I wanted to ask you, this is 42nd Street Month, okay? Mm-hmm. No. Brad, Jared, I'm sorry, but you're probably not going to be able to answer most of these questions because most of the movies I'm going to bring up, I'm going to guess you've probably never seen Mm -hmm. unless Brad has force-fed them to you. (laughs) I only make him watch stuff that I send him to the theater to see, like Zookeeper. (laughs) Or tonight, Journey to the Mysterious Island. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Oh, so you get to see The Rock's peck pop of love, huh? Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm stuck with Jar Jar Binks. Now this is pod racing! I, I, I like to, when I'm, when I'm watching an old movie that takes place, like, on 42nd Street, like, recently I watched the commentary for Exterminator. Oh, yeah, 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 I watched that. Do you do the same thing I do, especially if it's a movie you've seen a couple of times? You spend more time looking at all the real marquees and seeing what weird grindhouse movies we're playing? Have you seen New York Ripper, the Fulci movie? Oh, God, yes. That's actually my favorite Fulci movie. Do you spend more time, like I do watching, looking in the background to see, like, ooh, the howling was playing at that theater you just walked by, than actually watching the goddamn movie? 
I do do that, and and I, I actually pointed out a couple of things uh, when I did uh, Cannibal Ferox. When I did Cannibal Ferox, there were a couple of things in the background when he's when he's when he's when he's walking down, and there's a bunch of marquees there at the very beginning of the movie in the credits. And I yeah, I, I do the same thing. So I was looking in the background, and on that particular episode, I'm like, oh man, he's gonna miss reading of Gloria and. Uh, Oh God! What I what else was playing? Like Divine Divine Madness, I think was the other one that was playing. Well, I, I do the same thing when when they have a scene that takes place in a video store, especially if it's an early '80s movie in a video store. Yeah, I spend more time looking at the titles on the shelf. Yeah, like Video Violence, and I'm sitting I'm sitting there watching Video Violence. Like you're right, movie. I should be watching Pieces right now. Oh, the title just eluded me. It was something about a haunted VCR. It was a really crappy, low-budget movie, and the guy worked at a video store. And I spent more looking at all these gorgeous, uncut, big boxes behind right, him. Yeah. I didn't care about the love story. I wanted uh-huh. to see, oh, my God, he's got an uncut missing an action three there. Damn it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> I like um, I like it sometimes when that happens in movies and the videos that are on display, and it's, and it's like, all stuff just, like, from that company. Like the vegan, which is understandable, but like uh, in I think it's the beginning of Toxic Avenger three when there's a fight in a video store, like a lot of trauma movies on the wall. I, I also like when they use in jokes, like Fight Club when they went in and degaussed all the tapes. Did Did you notice that all the tapes were of Seven and Alien three? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was a nice little in joke that Fincher threw in there. Like the beginning of uh, um, or the 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 bank robbery shootout at in uh, Dirty Harry when the marquee in the background says play Misty for me. Gremlins, they're actually showing E.T. and Watch the Skies, mm-hmm. the original title for uh, for, for the thing, or E.T. because they were going to reuse that, that title. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I like little in-jokes like that. Fight Club also. The, the hell, even Club. There was, yeah. Uh, he, he runs past uh, Seven Years in Tibet. Yeah, it was playing on the theater there. I, I do like when they do that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. But but the, that's the cool thing about movies like New York Ripper about capturing Forty Second Street. You mm-hmm. really get to see because they didn't bother with permits. You think? Oh yeah. You think Fulci and Glickenhaus had permits? <laughs> they just shot. <laughs> they just shot. So you're seeing what th- that week that they shot there. That's mm-hmm. everything that was really playing on Forty Second Street. That's just what was going on. <laughs> right. Like like Pete said to Jared and I last night, or last week, being Midwest guys, we would have been eaten alive on 42nd Street. He's like, you guys would have never survived there. <laughs> That's a shame you missed Pete last week. You you really would have liked talking to him, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give that a listen. And oh, yeah, when uh, when we did a show with him before, yeah, he's a lot of fun to talk to. We we, we kind of got to talk about the other thing. I got an like I said, I got an interview. I'll be popping in later. There's a new movie that is a documentary coming out that is absolutely built for you and Jared and I. It's yeah. called Rewind This. It's the history of the home video format and the rise of VHS. Beautiful, interesting. Well, I sent both of you guys the trailer, and I bet neither of you watched it, you bastards. Oh, oh, that's what that was in that email. Oh. I just thought it was porn. I'd already previously whacked it, so I wasn't in the mood. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> well, in it's like I said, we have an interview with the people. Now, here's, yeah. the, here's the thing. The yeah. documentary's not done yet. 
So, so the trailer is just sort of an early, this is bit ballpark what we want the movie to look like kind of thing. If fans out, if fans of this show or, or whatnot want to donate, Mm-hmm. If they get enough money, you can go to their their website at rewindthismovie.com. They might actually come out to my place, and I might be in the documentary if they can afford the airfare and to coming out here. So I'm saying, hey, guys, donate. Donate your money so the movie makers of Rewind This can go to Josh's house and give him a proper pounding. <laughs> I don't think they'd probably want to be the pounding. I think they'd want to just videotape the <laughs> stuff and get out. It'll make it. It'll make it in the movie, man. You well, got to pay your dues if you want to be in this movie. But wouldn't that, wouldn't that make <laughs> that's it? How, that's how I get. That's how I'm getting everyone to be in the cinnamon snob movie. So you're pounding. I got to screw them in the ass first. Well, wouldn't they get to screw you in the ass technically? No wait. <laughs> so so are you are you saying you're, you're you're getting to screw Jillian and Noah and Jared and all the other people that are in the movie? <laughs> Hey, they they ordered me to. I guess spooning with Spoonie just takes on a whole new meaning now, doesn't it? It's real, man. That that those sketches are a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you'd probably be a good gay. I don't think Jared would be a great gay. I just don't. Of course not, because I'm fat and I'm hairy. So power top. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for Kevin Smith, I wouldn't even know what a bear is. But I think Jared would qualify. Definitely. Bears. Bears. This isn't over. Bears. (laughs) Also, Jared, that is one of the worst Christopher Walken impersonations I've ever heard. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jared does a good Christopher Walken. Well, that one was terrible. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This isn't over. Bears. I've heard better. (laughs) So, all right, all right. Well, before we get too much into poundings... So with video cassettes, when video cassettes first came in, we we jumped in. We loved it. We thought it was great. Our brand became pretty successful thanks to the home video market. Yeah, it was great that you would buy this video and you could watch it and see it viral anytime you wanted to. So, you ready to have a good time? Video was kind of taking over for the drive-in circuit. Video was the new market for the kids to rent the horror films or the films that they wouldn't see at the mainstream theater. We went from a qualitative media to a quantitative media. The video concept made it easier, but did it make it better? I don't know. Back then, you know, everything was Betamax, VHS. Ridiculously, they used to charge $3 more for a VHS tape because you were buying more plastic. VHS video cassettes play longer, which can save you money. Big deal. I want to own a movie theater. Maybe instead of having people come to my movie theater, I'd take my movie theater to their home. Back then it was huge. It was like the Friday night thing to do. There were video stores opening up all over the world that needed movies. Idiots like Troma can make a movie that sells millions and millions of dollars of of video cassettes. Well, then anybody can do it. When you're looking at a shelf, very democratic. The best cover catches your eye. Production price tag, you know, Terminator, $80 million. Puppet Master, $400,000. It's like, you know, it's not an even playing field, but on the video store, they're all on the same shelf, they're all in the same size boxes. Instead of having stacks of uh, film books, we had stacks of VHS tapes. When you have a passionate idea, you find the tools to do it, and that was 
that was what was available. I was appalled at the improper aspect ratios and the lack of rich contrasts and predicted they wouldn't catch on. The VHS was announced to be totally dead. History of Violence was the last movie on videotape. Now you go into a video store and there's no videotapes there and you just, you just you feel this empty sadness. Nostalgia means that it's over, right? And that's not true, right? No. Because it's happening now? Yes. Yeah. Right? I can go watch a VHS right now, am I wrong? I mean, I can see VHS having the same type of resurgence that vinyl has now. While I might, you know, hyperbolically rail about VHS, the truth is it did make an enormous amount of stuff available. 50% of which is still unavailable in any other form. Here's the interview I did with the Rewind This people. Take a listen. All right, so I'm joined by Josh and Carol Lee of the Rewind This documentary. You want to say hi, guys? Hey. Hello. Tell us a little bit about Rewind This. And for the audience, at the time we're recording this, the documentary is not done, so just reveal what you guys can without spoiling anything for the audience. Okay, well, it's intended to be the story of the home video revolution. And what that means is the introduction of videotape into the mass market and the impact that that had sending ripples kind of down the timeline that we've now lived through. You know, the introduction of video into the home, the way it changed the film industry, the way it changed a lot of other industries and culture in general. And then it kind of chronicles how now we're heading to a point where physical media is going away altogether tells the broader cultural story and also kind of tells the personal story of the human beings that shaped that journey along the way. And are still shaping it. And are still shaping it, yeah, of course. What made you guys want to talk about video and from the trailer it looks like VHS in specific? I mean, I think it's specific to VHS just because that was the first mass market format. Like, you know, there initially was that battle between beta and VHS and VHS won out and then for years was just the dominant prevailing format. So, you know, when you talk about the impact that video had, uh, VHS is really the king of the hill, but uh, we do touch on all of the other home video formats and what they represented as well. So it, it should be pretty comprehensive, but VHS is definitely the majority focus. Did you run into any kind of problems finding, I'm assuming there's going to be old footage of video stores and old, V video promos and things. Did you run into any roadblocks with that, or was it a pretty easy going? If anything, quite the opposite. Uh, every everyone we talked to, everyone that uh, we've been interacting with, has been more than generous and excited about the project. So we really haven't run into any roadblocks thus far. Yeah, in fact, we've had people reach out and suggest things that we hadn't even thought of, and then send us the footage. So I mean, we've actually had people doing our jobs for us to a certain degree <laughs> unexpectedly because they seem to want this story to be told. So it's been a surprisingly smooth process, in all honesty. Absolutely. Well, I can say you guys are doing something that I've wanted to see done for a long time. I've said on my show before, I wanted somebody to do a documentary on the rise of the video store. Then all of a sudden, and I, somehow I missed the trailer, a listener to my show sends me the trailer 
you will love this. And I got so excited when I saw that trailer. I said, I want this out now. Why the fall? I want to see this movie now. Well, and the only reason it's going to be the fall are adding more trips and trying to do stuff to make it even better. So it's worth waiting for, I think, because the, the people that we have lined up to interview are really incredible. And there are pieces of the story that would be missing if we tried to just go with what we had now. So I think you'll be happy that you're waiting once you see the finished film. How are you planning to release this? Is this just going to be a DVD or are you going to like streaming on Netflix, which would kind of be an interesting anachronism if you stream this documentary on Netflix or even putting it out on DVD? This is the kind of thing I honestly think you guys should think about doing a limited pressing VHS release for this documentary. Oh, yeah. I mean, we would love to be able to do that. As far as overall release plan goes, we're, we're pretty flexible at this point. I mean, we... We are just trying to get it done. We want to be in the festival circuit and see what kind of interest we get as far as distribution goes. The three of us who are working on the film are all collectors. Uh, we would love to have it on VHS as well. At this point, it's just, you know, depending on what the limitations are or opportunities are, and at this point, cost. Uh, we're, we're very much bootstrapping this. The Kickstarter is the, um, the biggest help that we've had um, for, for this project in the past two years that we've been working on it. Well, I can tell you right now, with no sucking up, although I do still want a screener when it comes out, no sucking up, my show is going to be pushing the hell out of this because this fits exactly into the type of audience we have for this show are the VHS fans and the younger kids who didn't have this who are rediscovering VHS from the local Goodwills. Awesome. Yeah, you know, one of the things that has been most surprising, or maybe not surprising, but most interesting about working on this is that we're starting to find out as we go along that the audience for this is probably a lot larger than we initially thought that it would be. You know, we sort of felt like we were making it for a very specific audience. And as we put the Kickstarter out there and started getting press articles that have created, you know, a dialogue between us and people in the footage, I'm finding that a huge number of people were impacted by home video in a more personal way than I had imagined. And I, I have a feeling that this film might appeal to more people than we ever suspected when we started on it a couple of years ago. I hope it breaks big because just looking at the trailer and just for the audience, keeping in mind that the trailer you find on YouTube is not even for the completed film yet, that they're not even done yet, the trailer alone gets me excited. So I really do want to see the movie, and that, that's not sucking up. This is something I'm passionate about is VHS. Well, then you should be excited to know the trailer that is on there doesn't even show a third of the people we've interviewed, and we're still planning to interview 30%, maybe more, than we've done already. So like, when you see the finished film, it's going to be more comprehensive than the trailer even indicates. We were really cautious about not overloading with you know the audience and just bombarding people with too much information. But when we have a feature film to explore all of these different angles, just how deep we are digging into every aspect of what video accomplished. Did you did you end up talking to any old video store owners, like the old mom and pops that still maybe still have a small VHS section in the back of their store in some backwater Indiana place or anything? Or was it just did you go to the big the big places? Well, as far as the big places, we didn't go to any, like, uh, big chains uh, so much, but we did go to some of the big places that are still holding strong and remaining active. Uh, we're lucky enough that in Austin, we actually have two independent chains here with two stores each. And then, of course, we went to Scarecrow Video in Seattle and some of the biggest in the uh, country, if not the world. And uh, we definitely are in the process right now of scheduling some smaller-scale mom-and-pop shops that we want to talk to as well. So... We're definitely getting that side of the story, but uh, what I'd like to do if we can is 
delve into a little bit more about all of the ones that have gone away, you know, the ones yeah. that we've lost. And one just closed up two months ago, and I'm trying to get in touch with them right now so that when we're in Canada, maybe we could talk to them about the legacy. And they're just now, like, recently experiencing the death of the business. So it's a sensitive topic, but I'd really like to talk to somebody who was involved from the beginning and has just now seen, you know, their doors close up. So that's something that we're hoping to get in great detail when we go to Canada. Well, we also talked with Steve, Steve Savage, who had a new video in New York, which was one of the first uh, video stores in Manhattan. So we got his story, and he now uh, runs New Video, which is a distribution company. So you got kind of he, that full spectrum spectrum of the conversation with him. And when we were in Seattle, we talked to two guys, uh, Fred Phelps and John Black, who started Backtrack, which was a record company, or not a record company, but a record store. And then it also segued into Backtrack Video, and they were sort of the launching pad for the Seattle independent video scene. Scarecrow started out of, actually Mike Brainy from Something Weird Video started out of their store. So they've been out of business for years, but it was good to talk to them because they were there at the beginning and they kind of gave birth to what now is still the ongoing uh, independent video scene in the Northwest. Are you guys just going to focus on the mainstream VHS boom? Or I saw Bill Margold in the trailer that implies to me the adult boom is going to be dealt with as well, correct? Absolutely. I mean, there's the mainstream films, but there's also instructional videos. There's, I mean, you can't, you can't talk about VHS or home video at all without talking about the adult video uh, impact on home video, like skate videos. Skate videos, uh, you know, sporting tapes. You know, one of the things that we're focusing on that uh, you see footage from these films in the trailer, but you don't really see these people as interview subjects. But the whole world of shot on video movies, of, mm. you know, shot on video horror movies or, you know, the way that it enabled people to make films on video and then directly distribute them themselves rather than having a corporate entity involved. That's a huge thing that we're going to cover that doesn't show up much in the trailer, but I think will be a big part of the finished film. What, what made you want to do this? I mean, what made you say VHS needs a detailed history? That's a VHS is sort of the forgotten redheaded stepchild of video formats now, yet it was so big when it was big. Well, I think you just touched on it. I mean, it was the biggest thing in the world at the time, and it completely changed the way everybody perceives movies and their relationship to movies. And within a few years of going away and not being manufactured, it's taken on the you know the identity that you've just described, where it is kind of the redheaded stepchild, and people you know tend to view it as garbage. I mean, a lot of people just throw away their VCRs and they throw away their VHS tapes, and it's treated as garbage. But it's hugely cultural, you know, it's of incredible cultural importance because 50,000 or so VHS that never made the leap to later formats. So realizing that makes you not want to treat it like trash and realize that this has an important archival value and that telling the story of it also really helps people understand where we are right now with how we perceive home video. Even though physical media is going away, the whole idea of having control or ownership over your media consumption is something that literally didn't exist before home video entered the market. Did you run into any kind of VHS snobbery of that, why would you want to do a documentary about a dead format? Because I've run into a lot of that with my show. People say, why do you want to devote a show to video when it's dead? Talk about new stuff. Did you run into any of that, that kind of snobbery? Um, we're seeing a couple of comments who misconstrue the, the thesis of the documentary as us advocating VHS as a superior format, uh, which I mean, we're not doing. Pan and scan versus you know, panoramic, you can't compare the two. But 
it had on our on our, our culture, our pop culture, and our everyday lives even. Uh, that's what we're focusing on. So it's not about the format being superior in any way. It's about the experience of VHS and what that meant to our lives in making our lives superior. I think everybody working on this movie would probably be in a very different place in our lives right now if home video hadn't come along. You know, our Absolutely. sort of like particular brand of film obsession is something that only could have been cultivated generations before if you lived in a major metro area with art house cinemas or some kind of culture cinema and film going. We were able to cultivate that kind of knowledge of cinema ourselves without outside influence because home video made it so accessible. So I think for us, the home video story is hugely important because in some ways it kind of gave us the lives that we have now. Go help support Rewind This. Rewindthismovie.com. Go to rewindthismovie.com, check out the trailer, and then give these people your support because this is a movie I want to see and this is a movie that all my listeners should want to see as well. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I don't know that we have anything else to want to plug, but something that, you know, we should point out, and, you know, we talk about it on our website, but just to make it clear, you know, we've been working on this for two years and we haven't taken any sort of salary. Like, we've not made any money on this, and everything that we've filmed, all the trips that we've taken have, you know, it's all been crowdfunded. It's been local fundraisers, or now we've done this Kickstarter campaign. So, like, this is literally a movie about the love of movies made by people who love movies, for other people who love movies. And all of the funding has come from that as well, that kind of community. So you're not supporting some corporate entity that will ultimately have any control over it. This and that we're gonna see through to the end ourselves. So if you contribute, you're contributing to us. You're not contributing to anything other than that. You know, you can do it without guilt. If you help them out, your hands are clean. If if nothing else, let's spread the trailer around so they can put ads on the YouTube page and maybe make a little bit of money off that to f- to fund one more trip. We hadn't even thought about that, but yes, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. A good idea is a good idea, no matter where it comes from. Absolutely. I want to thank Josh and Carolee for stopping by and go see Rewind This or, or help them get it done so we can see it in the fall, hopefully by Halloween. Thanks for having us on. Thanks so much, Josh. It was great meeting you. Yeah, it was fun. You too. Are you guys looking forward to this movie? Or, or, let's leave the pounding stuff aside. G- genuinely, I, I'm telling people, go check out this trailer for Rewind This. Go to rewindthismovie.com. Check out their website. Help donate to them. And in 100% seriousness, if they get enough, they might actually come out and I might be in the documentary, which would be pretty goddamn awesome. We need to sign off. Do you guys want to plug anything besides my ass? <laughs> no. If it's not your ass. Absolutely not. All right, then. Good night. Good night. <laughs>